0: The Biden administration is invading our local schools in an attempt to inject itself into community debates on explicit books and promotion of transgenderism to kids. It begs the question, didn't leftists learn anything when they tried to label the Loudoun County parents as domestic terrorists? Welcome to Speak Up Virginia, equipping you to speak up on the life, family and freedom issues that matter most to you. From the Family Foundation, I'm your host, Candy Cushman, with our president, Victoria Cobb. All right, well, Victoria, today you have this fun kind of raspy broadcaster voice thing going on, but I kind of think it's cool.
1: Everybody's going to now pay attention (laughs) to how I talk, but yes, I um, am fighting some allergies and some cold and whatever, so it is what it
0: is. I think it it sounds... Yeah, like the cool broadcaster voice, and thank you. It's nice to know with the call that we're I'm in this box
1: with you. Like, <laughs> yeah. we're not yeah. six feet apart. People, yeah. so. I've been struggling it for months. So honestly, I don't think it's. I think it's just, I think it's allergies. All right.
0: <laughs> well, before we get started today, I did want to reprise a little debate we've been having in the office, and that is the Richmond Riverwalk. Is that even called Riverwalk? That's canal. a good question.
1: I don't know the answer to what they I think they call it the canal walk. But the canal the,
0: Yeah, it's the canal walk. The canal
1: and walk. Catherine's got us squared
0: away. Versus the famous San Antonio Riverwalk that Catherine Wiley in our office dared to compare.
1: <laughs> she's gonna she's <laughs> gonna clarify exactly. Go ahead, Catherine. <laughs> how'd you say it? it?
0: I said they were much like each other. <laughs> yeah, That's
1: so some it. of us so we talked about this on the podcast before. Remember we shared with you guys that we had different thoughts about that. Well, I also announced that we were gonna do it as our staff and board retreat thing we were gonna all go to the because honestly it's amazing I've been in Richmond 27 years um, and had yeah. never had never done it didn't even know actually where on the canal it even started yeah I mean it's kind of I was pretty ignorant about it
0: yeah, I had no idea that was there. I actually really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. We yeah. have
1: interesting history, which you always forget, and they they did a really good job. I learned about the Triple Crossing, which also I've been here 27 years and didn't know, but apparently it's a big deal that we have three private train tracks that cross over top of each other yeah you i just thought it was a brewery there's would... a brewery in richmond called triple crossing i've heard of it but i didn't know there was a thing that it was yeah. named after it's supposed
0: to be a big deal if you actually spot three trains yeah i guess it doesn't a, yeah. happen that often that all yeah, three actually
1: go but yeah. yeah but it was it was interesting it does not have it's not commercialized like san antonio's Riverwalk. oh I mean, uh, well that, that's, nah, that, nah, that's, that's that's the a big nice difference. way to
0: pre up the debate i i'll mention a couple things i did enjoy that uh Leonardo da Vinci Bridge. Yes, it's very cool. I felt like I could see it in
1: a painting of his or something. Yeah.
0: Um, I enjoyed the history of the the fire in 1865 where a lot of buildings were burned. A
1: thousand buildings or something like that, which I didn't know it was that big. I probably should. I mean, we should know our history a little bit. Yeah. And I thought, well, we're in one that didn't burn, you know, our historic uh, building that we're in here. Yeah. That that was cool.
0: Made me kind of walk around, want to walk around Richmond more and learn about that. But um, but even despite all that, we are talking about maybe
1: two miles. Yeah, it's very short. <laughs> Although San Antonio's isn't San Antonio's, that, Antonio's it's very is very short. short. It it's is fifteen short. miles, but you don't actually go. You, you 15. do a thirty-minute. <laughs> yes, loop. I, I, I felt like it's equally short as far oh. as the time they put you on a boat or whatever, right. or what you walk alongside of. Do. Richmond
0: Canal is not lined with fabulous no, Mexican restaurants, restaurants. restaurants. and uh,
1: little hot- <laughs> like hotels. Oh. Yeah, so Yes, we don't have any of that. That's true. But the San Antonio historical tour is, hey, here's a Marriott that used to be a historical hotel 50 years ago. That's true. Here's a Hilton <laughs> that used to be. A historic hotel <laughs> that's 50 fair. years Our ago things still ours feel at least historic. had history yeah and we I didn't mean. even do the full historical tour they just give us yeah, like the like highlights. highlights
0: all right none of us can compete with europe
1: in I, that wait, area I, I, I think we need to mention i did not know george washington designed the original canal system in richmond that yeah, was actually all right.
0: i mean that's See, a pretty big deal that could be your trump card right there i
1: mean that's kind of cool yeah uh, um
0: so you went on history <laughs> <laughs> but we went on we know. Actual. The Alamo
1: was at San Antonio. We know.
0: <laughs> but it's right, not well, on their walk. It's not it's, on their walk. That's true.
1: That is not. Yeah, those are two separate visits. All right. Well, well,
0: we'll spare the audience by moving on here. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't know if this debate is resolved. But um, the news story that I did want to dive into today, I really do feel is jaw dropping in its audacity the audacity of the biden administration to just invade our local schools and try to become this heavy hammer and will its power its will on local school issues like explicit books transgenderism um, it, it really is stunning and i do think it reveals this what i think is a pretty clear radical communist mindset that's driving the white house right now i know that sounds Kind of out there, but when, we're, when you hear what we're going to talk about that they are doing, it does have communistic um, familiar, similarities of, how, of tactics. So, Victoria, bring us up to speed real quick with just what's happening in Roanoke County, for instance. Yeah,
1: so it is, it, it again, again, it just always astounds me when I hear these stories. But, yeah, Roanoke County. Now, I think I have to set some context. All across Virginia right now, school boards are dealing with the new transgender guidelines that came out from Governor Yunkin. So you remember we had bad ones under Governor Northam. Now we have good ones. And the school boards are so, they're kind of back at the drawing board of, are they going to align with the new st- you know, state guidelines, or are they going to try to stand firm and whatnot? So these conversations and they're and they're heated, of course. They're, there are I, different opinions about well, this. They're important
0: because yes. the old guidelines actually encourage schools to hide things from parents, parents. And the Yankin ones took that out. That's so exactly, it's important.
1: It's exactly right. So of course, Roanoke, like many other counties, this is Roanoke County. There's a difference, so just for f- folks to know, there's Roanoke City and Roanoke County. And so Roanoke County is addressing this. And they, you know, I mean, this is not a big deal, but they had a couple of left wing activists who got heated. And I say this is not a big deal because this happens at a lot of school boards. And so they basically handled it. I mean, there was a news story about it. But mm-hmm. what I think is alarming is is what's going on yeah. with the federal government and trying to jump yeah. in. Yeah. And
0: Like you're saying, we're talking about maybe two demonstrators who obviously purposely came into the school board meeting with the intent of disrupting everything, and they were screaming, protect trans kids throughout board school board presentations. So the school board had to do something. So let's just let our audience hear those protesters for a few seconds. Protect, help! Help!
1: Help! protect
0: help! trans kids is what a resident in Roanoke County was yelling while being
1: handcuffed by police. Roanoke County police confirmed to WDBJ7, two people were arrested and are being charged with trespassing after they refused to leave the school board meeting. I mean, so this is a situation where you just have a couple of protesters, and yeah, okay, they're loud and all that, but the police obviously handle it, and the school board is just trying to have a civil conversation, but then they get this veiled threat from the Biden administration, they're going to send in their guys to help, because... When you need help, bring them the federal government. Yeah, and I think the
0: civil conversation part is important because if you are allowed to just go in and shut down meetings, then parents and people can't participate in their school board, you know, conversation. So the school board does have a right to protect that. And then clearly the Biden administration is using this as an excuse to escalate, kind of throw fire on this, oh, well, you're having a conflict. We need to come in and you know um but help us understand victoria exactly the tactic that was used here how they presented this to the local school board, that they're coming in from the White House.
1: Yeah, so I think it was the Daily Wire that was reporting on this. And basically they broke a story revealing that the school board members just a couple of days after this arrest received emails from something called Community Relations Service, so CRS, out of the Biden Department of Justice. And so basically they said they said uh, they said a so-called conciliation specialist yeah. wanted to come in and help respond to, quote, community tensions and hate crimes. They use the word hate crimes. Yeah. And so, of course, there aren't any documented hate crimes here. They're just yelling in a school board Who's meeting. Who's doing the hate crime? I mean, yeah. The- Apparently, and this, I, 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 I would say they think that the school board member is about to pass a policy they don't like is going to be what they're going to go after. <laughs> yeah, it's not the about the parents. Cr- yeah. And, and part of me... Just thinks they knew the governor passed new transgender guidelines. That's been all over national news. I feel like they were just waiting. Yes. Like, like, we knew this is coming. We're just waiting for the first opportunity to jump in and scare everybody so they can't have these conversations, so they don't change the standards. Yes. I mean, I know that sounds – I'm not a no. conspiracy theorist. They but- obviously
0: were. And, and it bothers me because it does make me think of these stories you hear out of communistic China, North Korea, where you have these – agents the party agents go in the local communities and police what's happening and if you're in line and it feels like this Conciliatory specialist. Yeah, I don't like the name of that at all. <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: oh, and also, I just want to note, there's like over thirteen thousand school districts in the United States. Yeah. Like, are they are they going to do this every? I mean, and pretty much every school board lately, just anywhere, has been contentious because people have yes. a lot of anger and it's bubbling over and it's not. And so, yeah, local police need to be ready and prepared to handle it, and school board members need to be prepared. But is the federal government going to go into like thirteen thousand plus school districts? So obviously, this is selectively applied. Right. And it's a great tool because, you know,
0: as a leftist, oh, well, if I want to get the power of the federal government, I'll just go in and make this protest yeah. and say it's a conflict, get arrested, have them come in. Um, but I will mention, I, I do feel like the, the Biden administration is kind of scouring the headlines for what. It have to be. Yeah. I mean, it's
1: Roanoke County, for heaven's sake. Yeah. This is not, yes. I mean, this is not even. A, uh,
0: anyway. So what's disturbing about that is there's a lot of. Um, just hurt and harm with our kids going on in the public education system. Just to mention one thing, 65% of all U.S. fourth graders we recently learned are not reading. They're reading below proficient levels. Um, you know, that uh, this is coming out of the whole COVID thing. There's real harm to our kids. And this is apparently the priority of
1: the Biden administration or how they think they're that they're going to help They're not him. rushing in to send in tutors. I mean, it'd be really <laughs> great if the federal government was like, hey, you're having a problem. I got a thousand people to send to launch into your county yeah. to like mentor all these kids. But I don't know if I'd really want the federal government to uh, yeah. backtrack. I just really don't want but them involved you're at all. Have but that,
0: I mean, this isn't the issue. No,
1: it, it... this isn't. And I we have to comment on the wording of these emails because yeah. to your point, they sound... It sounds kind of like, yeah, we have to get everybody on the same narrative. We have to, they sound communistic. Um, so they say they are, quote, aware of ongoing community tensions in Roanoke following the release of these new model, model uh, policies for transgender students. And then, and we want to help you, quote, manage conflict within your community. In other words, they're here to stamp out any dissent. And this is not like a school board meeting, it's not a community tension. It's like there's people who are passionate who show up and make their voices heard. there's conflict because there's real issues it's, involved. A, it's important yeah. like yeah and America's not unified on a whole lot right. these days i hate to say it i wish we were but yeah
0: and you know what i was saying earlier about it, it's a almost a great kind of heckler's veto where if you don't want something happening you can call up the federal government and and the reason i said that is because they asked some reporters right. asked the white house like how does this how did that happen how did you end up in roanoke and they said, well, you know, we can respond to r- reports. When, and you know where the reports are coming from. Yeah.
1: And they said, and it, and it can also be, what, what was And it wasn't word? like we can respond to media reports. It was like somebody can pull, bring us in, right? Isn't that yeah. really what it was? Yeah, it's like somebody can request. They can be invited into a communities yes. by
0: a stakeholder. We, I mean, I think we can guess who
1: the stakeholders <laughs> were. The right does not invite the federal government into <laughs> communities. I can assure you. So we know which direction the person yeah. is coming from, if that's real. And it, I want to believe that they're telling the truth, well, but I honestly don't even know.
0: A, they gave a caveat to that point. Okay. They said it can also be unsolicited. Okay,
1: there we go. So there's the scouring yeah. the headlines. Yeah. I was like, I don't even know that anybody called yeah. them in. Um, I mean, maybe, but I'm not buying that.
0: Well. The bigger issue again with all this is you would think they would have learned their lesson like we said in our introduction. Yes. When they got so much pushback, when, you know, the Biden administration basically directed the FBI to go after parents to target them as domestic terrorists and I would say that really slugged the election here in Virginia, the governor's election. Yep. So, But I, they're
1: still on the same mission. They're just yeah. trying to execute it a different way. That's how I see it. Yeah. They still want to they still want to quiet down any disagreement or you know, anything that's going on that, you know, and and they're just trying to, I think, yeah, it's not a letter to the FBI this time, because that can get caught.
0: Well, and that's the scary part is that it's not just about politics, they actually have a deeper agenda of actually wanting to control things. I think so and silence parents and school boards. So yeah,
1: but- I there, Um, unless this country is on a dramatically different track in 50 years, school boards are going to be contentious for quite a quite a season here. And that's they, you know, we want them to be civil. We want people to have mm-hmm. very civil dialogue, but that's just how it's going to be. And the local governments are prepared and can handle it. And the federal government needs to let people have their voice. That's what we call free speech in America. First Amendment, that's our thing. Like, And we are prepared here at the Family Foundation, which we are gonna talk about in a little bit with our resources
0: to, we're, we're gonna dig in and come alongside Absolutely. the parents in these local communities. Um, but before I get into that, this is not the only issue that the biden administration has found it fit to just inject itself into at the local level there's also the library book issue
1: yeah we've talked about that on previous podcasts about how the biden administration in particular they targeted if you remember a a county forsyth in georgia where um they were parents were concerned about explicit books back to this whole book book debate yeah
0: the school board actually listened to the parents and decided to review several books that the parents were saying this is way too explicit for kids and because of that um, this time the the attack from the biden administration came through the education department the department of education their civil rights office apparently we've embedded these civil rights offices in In every single department which is very disturbing And, and they're being weaponized um as we see here And so it was announced in May that the school district was under investigation by this civil rights office, and they came out with the results of that investigation, which were totally predictable, and it was that uh, removal or even just review of all these books may have created a hostile environment. Notice the word may there. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um. I don't even have a. I'm. I'm. I can't. I don't even know what to say to how ridiculous this stuff is getting. I mean, this is out Mm -hmm. of control. Well, and let me just
0: follow up real quick. Um, Even though they're saying May, they don't even have documented proof that there was a hostile environment. Um, There was some teeth to this, where the school actually had to enter into a resolution agreement. They actually did this and committed to doing climate surveys. Now you know what that means.
1: Yes. climate surveys do you that is the that is going to be the tool for them to figure out that there has in fact been you know anything other than the narrative being pushed forward right that there's something you know that there's anybody saying anything that's not on point with the biden administration and more than that you know it's just going to be used to usher in more lgbt indoctrination yeah anybody
0: that has any history with glisten I mean, we know exactly how those climate surveys work. Yes. You know, um, that, that's their primary tool. I mean, they can like,
1: just, anybody can just say, somebody looked at me wrong in that meeting, and it's because I'm, you know, I'm one of these minority groups of some type, and there we go. We now have a bad climate, and we need the federal government mm-hmm. to step in, and um, it's, it, yeah, this is a real problem. And keep in mind, this is all happening
0: because parents simply verbalize their concerns about sexually explicit books, and then the school board you know dare to respond to that
1: yeah so I mean all of this is just a purely political tactic meant to intimidate local school boards and and local authorities and to stifle the efforts of parental rights groups and so um, and I think in particular groups like ours to be honest with you that are that are working to help resource parents as you mentioned on our protect every kid campaign dealing with these transgender guidelines and
0: this is so. Now, this is being uh, we're, we're seeing the both the DOJ and the Education Department being weaponized against parents, which that is not supposed to be the functions of federal government. Of federal government, no. But Victoria, I wanted you to comment real quick on the message that not just parents but school boards are su- supposed to get from this, because we have all these school boards having these these yep. book battles and the, the issues over the transgender being promoted to kids, transgenderism being promoted. So what is the message the Biden administration is trying to send oh, to the school? Oh, I don't think
1: there's any doubt. The message is, I mean, people naturally don't like conflict, right? We, none of us want to have conflict. And school board members have to be brave to take up issues of conflict, right? It's easier to shove them aside. So when parents have concerns, it's much easier to not address it than address it. And then if you have the federal government coming in and saying, you're creating this, you know, the climate is bad. You're creating this tense thing and we're going to mm-hmm. have to. They're just trying to make sure these things don't even get on the agenda from parents. Like that parents who want to. Uh, you know review books parents that want to you know take the right guidelines they don't want school boards touching that they want school boards to absolutely just go along do the left wing Mm. thing do it quietly don't so what is what is the school board member
0: supposed to think oh this happened in this other district oh yeah i mean it's not meant just for that district it is absolutely
1: a message to be sent because we have uh, you know we have over 100 uh, school districts here mm-hmm. that are all, as I mentioned, right in the middle of having to deal with this. So they, I mean, you know, of course you pick one and you immediately jump mm-hmm. in to try to send a message to everybody else. Yeah. Don't switch back. You know, you've you've adopted the Northam bad guidelines. Yeah, just don't do anything because this is out of control. And y- maybe you might lose funding is kind of what I might well, think. Oh, sure, too. That's that's fair. They haven't spoken. They haven't direct said it, but yes, I mean, and that's the entire school board. <laughs> you know, if you you pay attention to school boards, that's what they're paying attention to is the money. Follow the money. All right.
0: I just have to mention real quick one update out of this that we have not spoken about, and that is the White House. They've really gone over the top. <laughs> and they have now appointed what people are calling the book ban czar. We now actually have an official whose entire job is to monitor these so-called book ban battles.
1: I just want to know what they're not doing when they spend all their time in local school boards. Like, what were the functions of the White House and the federal government that they're supposed to be working on? to your point about reading scores and all this stuff, where you have somebody coming in to, quote, help schools understand that book bans may violate, this is how they put it, you know, violate civil civil right laws if they continue to create a hostile environment, right? This is what they're saying. Like, these bans are going to create an environment. And so there's going to be a lawsuit coming. And so that's the whole problem.
0: Yeah. All right. Another rich irony here. So President Biden actually unveiled or announced that he was going to be jumping into this book issue at this big White House Pride Month event in June. Do you remember what else happened at this I, same? I was exact... on sabbatical. I don't remember. Okay. What else? Happened? Remember the pornographic display of a transgender oh, tri- person thing? Yes. This happened at the s- same time that We're Biden's ma- announcing. This,
1: yes, because they don't see any, they don't see any problem with any of this. They, I mean, it's just, uh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: um, that's
1: pretty bad. So, um, so yeah, so now we've got them weaponizing everybody against all of our parents on all anything that they're concerned about that goes against the well, left-wing ideology.
0: And you're saying they're spending all this time um, and money on these social agenda
1: social agendas and I mean that's why
0: the parents are protesting in the first place correct
1: (laughs) maybe if they'd stop pushing parents would have to stop pushing back we wouldn't need to push back if they would stop putting this stuff in every school. I mean, remember they also, you know, t- started talking about taking your lunch money. Remember that? You know, like local schools. You know, I'm not sure free, I'm up on that With Remember I'm... the free and reduced lunch? Like they were, I mean, they're, they're always trying oh, to they were threatening these, the schools. Right, they're, yes. They're threatening the transgender schools. issues. Yes. So if they'd stop doing that. Over
0: you know, lunch money for poor children. Right. right. Yeah, the, it's it's over the top. Um, it's the bully literally don't don't even have words. stealing your
1: lunch money. It's ridiculous. <laughs> they're the real
0: bully, <laughs> but... Um, we you tried to bring up Protect Every kid yeah, I think And I we got to mention a few t- because
1: we do have some amazing <laughs> yeah. resources for parents. We aren't gonna give up just because the federal government's stepping in. Um, why don't you tell them a little bit about what's available for parents who are fighting back and what we can do to help?
0: We are gonna work even harder yeah. to make sure parents have a voice and we have updated our Protect Every Kid website. We've made this easy to have tools at your fingertips. And the whole theme of the Protect Every Kid website, whether it's explicit books or the transgender issues, that we're gonna work together, local communities, local parents have a right and a responsibility, a God-given responsibility, not to mention a constitutional right. one, to step up for their kids and protect their hearts, minds, their bodies at school. This, Whether it's being exposed to pornographic content or having safety in their bathroom, you know, um, they have a right to speak up for that. And so we have put um, conversation tips, uh, talking points when you want to do a public testimony at your school board. There's protect every kid downloadable flyers. Um, just step by step how to get involved. Um, what what is going on with the transgender policies? You can access those right at your fingertips. Is there anything else you wanted to?
1: No, I mean say? I think I think that's the main point. And if you are struggling and you need some strategy, I mean we're happy to help with folks. Just walk through. I mean we've now been to enough of these. We know how they yes. go down, and we know some of the tactics used by the other side. We know some of the arguments made by their. Um, opposing school board members. So if, if folks just need help, they can reach out as well.
0: Yeah. Well, it's that time again. Time for our Inconceivable Moments Award. This is where we're featuring examples of the absolute lunacy and craziness that happens when cultural leaders try to give guidance completely apart from biblical principles. And we're calling this the Liberals' Most Inconceivable Moments Award. Inconceivable! Well, for our inconceivable today, Victoria, I've been saving a special one for when you come back to comment on. Okay. And, you know, we've been talking today about this aggressive push of transgenderism, promotion of transgenderism onto our nation's campuses. And it's not just happening, you know, at the secondary level. We're seeing this also very aggressively on our college campuses, our universities, and students are starting to push back on just them feeling like their classes, their fields of studies are being hypersexualized with these agendas. And just want to throw out the latest example of this that I saw that I thought was interesting. And that is there is a team of researchers affiliated with Oregon State University. And they attempted to do this national study of what they said they were trying to measure the experiences of transgender and, quote, nonconforming students who were in the STEM fields, like the science, math, engineering type fields. And so um, apparently a lot of these students didn't really appreciate this kind of line of questioning.
1: Yeah, so apparently STEM folks, engineering, they're not really thrilled with the let's just constantly throw in the LGBT stuff to everything. So they basically, out of 349 responses that these researchers got, they received, they there were 50 that they've now labeled malicious. So
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, and I just have to say, I'm sorry, but some of these students' responses were hilarious. I mean, they have a wicked sense of humor. I don't know if this is just a special talent among science and engineering students. Seriously, I think some of them could maybe write for Saturday Night Live if Saturday Night Live had not already gone so
1: woke. (laughs) Yeah, so, I mean, before we share these these answers, you have to understand, they were asked specifically to share their gender identity, their racial and ethnic identity, and their disability. So... (laughs) So one person actually put as their disability, my pride, which it is a it's disability fair. for some of us. I think that's that's fair. And then, like, so another student identified as an Apache helicopter, which... An attack helicopter. Uh, yeah, I don't even know, like... Apache attack. Uh, yeah, where do they come... Like, I don't know where somebody comes up with that, just on their... Like, they're just thinking about it. And then someone else, there's kind of like this flight theme in these for some yeah. reason. I don't know if it's the same... Like a group of people that were near yeah. each other, or what, or just you know, like. But it, there's an F-16 fighter was one of the other answers. Yeah. Um, and then there was a pansexual attack attack helicopter. So I don't know what a pansexual attack helicopter is. But it I guess sounds they intimidating. like they had, they had to throw in one of the identities and then say what they. Say, I
0: whatever. think it
1: sounds like an intimidating military weapon, personally. Yeah, I think. D- yeah, I think they're definitely all offensive. Um, I don't know. Military, I don't know where you're gonna yeah, go with that I'm, one. They're just. There's a little aggression coming out i guess what i'm I, saying
0: yeah and people freak out about that but you know it, you're pushing things on these students all reacting. the time yeah and we need to be able to understand sarcasm <laughs> but i personally liked the one the comment where they said i'm just doing this for the gift card they put that in all of the <laughs> question films probably
1: exactly right they're just being honest
0: well apparently there was a five dollar amazon yeah. gift card <laughs> yeah what, what else we got here oh interestingly there was one student who he and this student may have been sincere i don't know um, he identified as male, for the race he said he was puerto rican uh-huh. and then for ethnicity he put american and this was labeled as a malicious response
1: interesting i, I don't even know what to say to that um, but they also had a person that identified as Human, a human being, which sometimes I feel like when you ask me all these questions, like, can't like, I actually really appreciate that response. Why isn't
0: that a legitimate response? They're a human
1: being, that really shouldn't be considered a malicious response. Um, and then, um, there was another one that that listed male but spelled it M A I L. I hope by college and being an engineering student, they know how to spell male, but somehow that is listed as being malicious and yeah. then there's another one that identified as jason bourne which i know a lot of guys that would like well, to identify <laughs> as jason bourne so i thought that was funny well it
0: said identity and they just put bourne
1: like oh like B-O-U. spelled like jason bourne. yeah, yeah right, right like i mean but yeah. i mean
0: if these are let's be fair if these are male engineering or science students which is probably predominantly the case yeah. i mean they're probably one i gonna identify as helicopters and jason bourne so yeah, and-
1: not Barbie. No, I never know. I don't know if there were Barbie responses. Maybe this is before the big yeah. Barbie uh, push, or whether there's any females in the. lot. Well, I, I don't know.
0: But I just kind of had this visual in my head of these like mystery science theater type, because you know maybe um, really brilliant mathematics students are gonna be fall a little bit more on the nerdy maybe side. They, of maybe things. they need an outlet.
1: You know, they need a creative <laughs> outlet, and they're like, this is gonna be my creative outlet. I mean, Could I, I see need a, a creative whopping. outlet if I spend all day doing math. <laughs> I mean,
0: yeah. The sad part is apparently in academia we have lost all understanding of sarcasm um, because this was not only labeled as malicious by the researchers, but they did an entire study of the malicious
1: responses. (laughs) Themselves. It just sounds like they're desperate for research, and their university is saying, "You got to publish, you got to publish, you got to publish," and so they do a study of their study going bad. I I don't know what else to say well, about that. To be
0: fair, I I tried to look through and see is there anything really malicious here? And the best thing that I could find not not best in that sense of the word, but the thing that could, could most accurately that I could find be described as malicious was a very crude, sexually obscene comment that I would agree. No researcher should have to read that. I'm sure. sorry that I read sure. it. Um, you know, but I I think this gets to a bigger issue of the frustration on college campuses right now.
1: Yeah, I mean these these are these are probably not Christians, right? So they're responding. These are not people who are responding in a redemptive way, but they're feeling that that frustration that I think a lot of people feel that this that this agenda is being pushed on them that they are looked at. In their micro you know all their micro classes you know that that's how they're viewed instead of just being hey i'm a great stem student i have to like identify all these things and so i think they're just really sick and tired of having this sexual propaganda pushed on them all the time clearly
0: yeah but sadly that is not the, th- the conclusion that the researchers drew from these responses their conclusion no kidding was that 50 responses constituted a national epidemic of what they said um, was the rise of online fascism in America? <laughs> That's their conclusion, um, and of course that means that we need more social justice education in STEM fields.
1: I just you just can't win with these studies. You can't. Win for trying. If they find what they want to find, then that justifies more of it. If they if, if they don't find what they want to find, they then research to find another way. Need more re-education. Right. We, I mean, ultimately, they're, they're all headed in one direction. There's bias before they even start the studies, and I think these kids know it. Yes, there is bias before they start them. Yeah.
0: And you can't even really have a legitimate study, I don't think, anyway, totally when people are self-selecting, I, if it is a self-selected. Correct. Yeah. I mean,
1: it doesn't even sound, honestly, like the research methodology is yeah. solid, so there's that, too.
0: All right, well, all I, I got to say is, you know, these these poor students, <laughs> they're subjected to this. Then the proposals, they get more what I'm going to call re-education training. Um, but for this week's Inconceivable Award, I think I'm going to flip the script here and give a positive Inconceivable Award to the students for somehow managing to keep a, um, a fragment of their sense of humor in this culture where they are constantly being force-fed identity politics. They still have a sense of humor in this. And better yet, they can still say they are American. So that that's our award. They didn't s- totally surrender to the woke. It's-
1: Well, I think the good news is we always hoped there'd be a pendulum. These things swing back and maybe we're finally getting pushback. And so I think that's that's the positive. But with that, I think we need to wrap and call it a week. And um, let me just remind folks to go ahead and share this with your friends. Listen, um, give a review. All those good things help our podcast. And then don't forget, we are stronger when we speak together.